0: Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. If you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor.
1: That includes diets, exercise, medications, and surgery. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family
0: forever. So be careful and And consult consult your doctors. doctors. Have you heard of ProCare or just have you been living under a rock? ProCare is
1: the very first bariatric multivitamin to develop a one-a-day vitamin. That's right. You heard it correctly. One-a-day. One day. And they also have delicious dark
0: chocolate calciums that are available during the winter months. That's right. So go to ProCareNow.com, get your calcium shoes, get your multivitamin, and use OSLP for a discount. Are you feeling a little sluggish? A little lack of protein? A little lack of caffeine? Well, we got the fix for that. That's right, Dive Bar Nutrition has the best protein bars. They have caffeine, protein, and they taste delicious. So head on over to divebarnutrition.com
1: and use code OSLP at checkout. Are you located in the Florida area? Well, we have the perfect office for you. Dr. Fridley and his wife, Macy, have created the perfect
0: welcoming and safe place for your bariatric journey. That's right, so click on the link below to start your weight loss journey now. And don't forget to tell them that the OSLP's girls, Cynthia.
1: Welcome back OSLP family. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life podcast and this is Kelly. This is Maha.
0: <clears throat> oh my god, that was in, that was excessive, excessive. <gasps>
1: but that guess
0: was excessive. What? I don't hear any buzzing, buzzing in my ears. I don't either. Oh my god. Yay. Guys, we have new headsets. We have some new gear. I don't yeah. have new headsets and yet. And it works.
1: I will. You will. Very I soon. have one. She has gold on her fucking headphones, and I, I don't. Know. Like, it's fucking, it's bullshit. Mine's silver. <laughs> I don't like it. It's so funny I'm because the gold she loves
0: gold. I love gold. But I got the upgrade. She got the mine upgrade. mine broke. Mine it's, broke. I got the upgrade. It's
1: fine. It's I'm getting a new works. set. She gets something, and then I'm like, I want it. So that's what happened. Anyway. Um, anyways, so on the website. Yes oursleevelifepodcast.com. So there's so many goodies on there, but the first thing you want to do is when that special screen pops it does, up, it pops up and Even it on says, your phone, do you want to be added to the the subscriber list? You
0: push yes and you put your email in. You want to know why? Because you get updates on us like we're gonna be touring this year. Mm-hmm. You know who gets to know first? The people that subscribe. Yep. That's right. And they get a free ebook that goes along you with you. get a free ebook. Then mm-hmm. you get all of these
1: other newsletters that come out. There's two a week. Um, one is kind of like uh get to know us, mm-hmm. different things we're doing, different things we can add to your bariatric life. The other one is a reminder that we have new episodes out every Tuesday. Yes. So make sure to download those download those new episodes mm-hmm. and then also on the website we we re- we re- rebranded we did and that means all new merch so all the old stuff has been taken off the website we only have the new stuff um we do have a sticker sheet though that is the evolution of OSLP it's and it cool. gives you access to all of our logos that we have had throughout the almost 4, four years, years we've been doing this plus there is in the digital download section is a habit tracker designed by us because we don't want to make it just like a protein challenge yeah. or a water challenge because everything's more important or everything's important in Correct. a bariatric life. Correct. So we created the habit tracker and it is the pillar habit tracker. The pillars of a bariatric life is water, protein, vitamins, sleep, and movement yep. and we also have a way to, for you to gauge your mood mm-hmm. there are journal pages like you definitely want to get this digital download you can use it on your
0: ipad on your phone you can use, print it out and make it into a book whatever you need you can do it with well us. and guys if you don't know what to write about for your journal in there, we have journal prompts that come out in the newsletters. Yeah. So see what Every, we did there? We kind of tied it all so you guys can have all the access, all the resources to help yourselves. Correct. And on our website, there is a little button that says become a At patron, which is very valuable to us. It helps us, to, one, keep the podcast what we're going, doing. keep the lights on and get us out on the road so we can come hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love the $10 tier. It's, I think it's called the Winner circle. Is that correct champions oh it's the champions we did up kelly even upgraded those things <laughs> i did <laughs> she went through a monster of an upgrade which is really cool though because that habit tracker if you become a ten dollar patron then you actually get a 50 percent off on that tracker yep
1: yep and you get access to our facebook support group mm-hmm. it's not one of those facebook support groups that you're thinking of this one is supportive if you aren't supportive, we will personally kick you out because that's what we're there for is to support each other. I've done it. Uh, you have done it. And we will do it again. Uh, so we bring people in. We have over 200 people in this support group that all support one another. Yeah. And you can be a lyricer. You can just read everything. Yeah, it's helpful
0: because you're getting all the resources exactly. So,
1: but we have a lot of people that will respond to your questions, your comments. If you're having problems with, uh, within your life, if you're having something traumatic happen, you can always come in and hang out with us and get support yeah because
0: we're there all the time mm-hmm. um, we even have men in the actual support group too yes. we have the range of literally like i think 24 all the way up to in the 60s so mm-hmm. just understand if you need something to help like if you need help with something someone in there is going to be able to, to help you with it correct and if not me and kelly will literally use all the resources we can use to yep. help you because that's what we do that's literally what you do
1: now the last thing you can do and this is a free way to support us because Great. we are know that not everybody can uh, support us monetarily, Um, go to YouTube, Mm -hmm. put in our Sleeve Life podcast. We are the only ones. Now hit the little bell and the subscribe button so you're notified when future videos like this one drop. Now, the episode that we have for you today so stoked! We met for the first time at the retreat. Now I have been following her f- since the beginning of my journey. Yes, so you have. You showed I, me her. I was yeah, I did on yes. several accounts, <laughs> and I am so so. I was so excited to meet her in person, and she's just the same gentle, amazing soul on in person as she is online. So welcome on Teresa. She is transforming Teresa Marie on Instagram.
0: Welcome. Hi, hey,
1: hey, hey, hello. Of course, we are so excited to hear about all your story, like your journey so far. Um, and it's been six years, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yes. yes, I thought you've been in yeah. it longer than I have. No. Damn, that's right. We're yeah, only I'll two years six apart.
2: You're post-op in June. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow, okay, okay. So you're
1: in
0: your fifth year. So, yeah, I'm a- Wow, I want to go all the way back. To begin mm-hmm. from the beginning, yeah, beginning from the beginning, the beginning. We only got fifteen minutes of you. Yes, uh, well, 30. I got really a bit. it was thirty, but it also yeah. was shared with Tanya, which taking my life back up forty. Her episode Tanya. is out right now. Go listen to it. They are great friends. Yes. They're so much fun. So you have to look at our stuff with that. Yeah, but yes, Teresa, tell us what. Where, where did it all is, start, where did all start it for straight? you? Because yeah. mine was when I was a baby. I was a big kid my whole life.
2: Yeah. So I, um, I grew up in a household where eating disorders were the norm. Uh, my okay. mom suffered from anorexia and my dad bulimia. So wow. for me, from a very young age, I learned to either like binge or totally restrict. Um, wow. I, I was chubby by the age of five. Um, I was put on diets by the time I was like six and seven. Um, it Whoa. was a big deal. Like my weight was like put on the calendar in the household for everyone to see, like My mom, I don't think she meant like harm. Looking back now, but I mean, she used to tell me like, "You're really fat. You could. You're you're a pretty girl, but you're never going to be beautiful because you're fat." Like, she would tell me, "I'm so glad that you have skinny friends to bring over so I can play dress up with them." Like, her own body image was really poor, and so she projected that onto me. and that's how it Correct. works,
0: unfortunately. It does,
2: right? Unfortunately. And um, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of tension and stress. And so I used food for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, like, sneaking food, probably, I remember, at, like, eight and nine years old. Um, okay. And by the time I was in junior high and high school, I was a big girl. I was the biggest girl in my class. Um, at that time, though, I still was able to do all the things. Like, I would go to the beach. I was, you know, I was, like, a skater with my friends. Like, I did all those things. But... It wasn't until like my early twenties when uh, my younger brother, we were like twin souls. Um, he committed suicide, oh, and I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. It's I'm okay now. It's been twenty plus years, but yeah. it really affected me. Um, at the time, he was not well, and when he passed away, he wrote a note to me and kind of blamed me for his death, and I internalized that and I believed it and. So I completely withdrew myself from the world. I went from hanging out with at like music studios and going to concerts every weekend and living this big, huge life to completely isolating myself. I pulled away from all of my family and friends. Um, and I would cry every day because oh, yeah. I felt responsible for my little brother committing suicide. And Obviously, having gone through therapy now and a lot of self-reflection, I know it wasn't my fault. He was broken. He was an addict. Um, He was gay and had been beaten up like days before he died. So it was like a very traumatic thing. Yeah. But with anything like that, with suicide, there's a lot of blame that goes around. And within a few years, my mom also took her own life and that hit me even harder. So within a few years of my brother passing, I put on like 400 pounds right when he died. I was at my healthiest. I was jogging for the first time. I was like tan and fit. And Mm -hmm. I really went into this mindset of, I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve to be alive. I don't deserve to have fun anymore because they weren't there with me. And I felt that both of their deaths were my fault because my mom had spiraled after my brother died. So I kind of blamed myself for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Within a few years, I found myself weighing over 600 pounds. I struggled to literally stand, like even walking across the house was difficult. I lived four blocks from the beach and I would literally sit at the window in my chair and I would watch people all day long, like walking, running, biking with family, going out on dates, doing all these things. And I felt like an empty shell for most of my life. Um, I I just was very depressed. I cried all the time. Um, I could not pull myself out of it. I went through periods of time where I tried to diet and lose weight. I would do a fad diet. I would do some exercise. I would drop a hundred pounds. Something would happen and trigger me. And then I would stop that and I would gain it all back. Yep. you know, um, anytime we engage in anything that's not sustainable for our lives, when it comes to weight loss or anything, you know, you tend to gain it back. You do, yeah. 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 And I, ha- I was not working on my mental and emotional health. I would just tackle diet and exercise because when you're fat or obese All anybody tells you is you need to eat less and you need to move Move more, right? They don't address the mental and emotional stuff. So I was approaching 40. I had had two heart attacks. Um, I was on nine different medications. I had problems with endometriosis, with my kidneys, with my heart, with my spine, like you name it. I was having horrible problems. And my doctors basically told me, you will not live to see the age of 45 if you don't do something. And for a while, I didn't do anything. I went home and I kept binge eating and I kept isolating. Um, But I got hooked up with this cardiologist who practiced different spiritual practices. I did not know this when I met her. But when, when I walked into her office, she didn't do like every other doctor always had done and just look at me and say, you're huge and fat, you eat too much and you need to move. She walked in. Made eye contact with me and literally asked me what happened in my life to make me want to kill myself. She said, "You're killing yourself. You're yep. over 600 pounds." She says, "I can look at you and I can tell that there's something weighing on you. What happened?" Yeah, no what doctor it? had ever ever gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. No one had ever asked me that. I broke down in her office. I cried and I told her what had happened. She literally, this cardiologist, wipes my tears away. And she says, this is my prescription for you. She tells me first, you're a person who manifests their grief and trauma in the form of physical weight. Mm -hmm. she said, you're a very powerful manifester. You removed yourself from the world and you have punished yourself long enough. Mm -hmm. She said, so I want you to leave my my office. office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very powerful. Um, She said, I want you to leave my office and I want you to learn how to meditate. I want you to journal. I want you to practice visualization. I want you to, with intention, release the grief and trauma and the pain that you've been carrying around with you. She said, it's not only spiritual and emotional pain that you're carrying, you've transformed it into physical pain and you will die if you don't do something. Right. That was the very first time I ever interacted with a medical doctor and left their office feeling inspired and motivated rather than feeling ashamed and embarrassed, um, which I was those things because at over 600 pounds. I struggled to even get from the the door to the car. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's always that side of it, but she didn't even mention it. She didn't even tell me to diet. She didn't tell me to exercise. Mm -hmm. She literally told me, I want you to leave. And I want you to work on healing your emotional mindset. And that's what I did. I left her office feeling inspired. And I started like having an inner dialogue with my, I call her my inner fat bitch, but my (laughs) inner fat brain. Yeah. Yep. And I started to acknowledge that for me, my inner fat bitch, she was the recipient of all the trauma. She's mm-hmm. the one that absorbed it all, all mm-hmm. the grief, all the trauma, all the times people threw food at me or called me names or made me feel bad or I was abused or anything. She was the recipient of that. And it was like she had taken hold of my life and was like holding this version that you guys see now was mm-hmm. always in there. But yeah. Like mm-hmm. I felt like she was buried or like I was holding her hostage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I I've- literally- questions. Yeah. I yeah. have Please questions. Go. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> okay. So how old were you when your brother passed? I had
2: just turned 22 when my brother
0: wow. died. Okay. And so then you were 25 when your mom passed Yeah, mm-hmm. and took her life. So then it took you how many years to get up to 600? About probably four or five years. Four maybe five years. I was at okay. least, I didn't weigh often. You know how that goes. When oh that yeah, no, yeah.
2: Way. Uh, But I, within two years became almost completely disabled. Like I didn't even sleep in a bed anymore. I had to sleep in a recliner because I couldn't breathe. Um, I I stopped going, participating in any weddings, graduations, birthdays, holidays, nothing. Like I literally retracted from the world and pulled back and physically was Mm -hmm. struggling to even, I couldn't stand anymore. Mm -hmm. So like brushing my teeth, doing dishes, doing household chores, showering. I had to do everything while I was seated. Standing was almost impossible for me.
0: Oh my goodness. I wouldn't even, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Well, you can. I can. You've had that.
1: I I, I feel you on that so hard. And it's funny because when we met you at retreat, you and I are so alike. We have so many commonalities between us. Yes. Um, And not being able to stand. I mean, I had such bad body pain from my autoimmune diseases that you feel trapped. Like, yes, I remember I couldn't even stand to do dishes. Like, yes. Yeah. I I mean, I just couldn't do it. And so I didn't even sit because it was like I couldn't like
0: luckily I was married
1: at that point. Yeah. And so he kind of took over that
0: that part of it. Yeah.
1: Uh, But yeah, I can feel you. It's it's. Isolating, like yes. you isolated yourself, yeah. But then the weight isolates you in another different way. Like it's no, it's yes. no longer your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you become physically incapable. And I also had to
2: live with family. Family lived with me because. I couldn't even put my socks and shoes on like my sister. I, after my mom died, like I took in my sister, my brother, and I raised them. Like I helped to raise them. My sister was 12 at the time, but I was very broken. Like I should not have been raising kids and doing all of that. I couldn't even take care of myself. I was very broken. Um, but I, I had to have family help me do those things. I literally could not take off my shoes and socks. I could not Go and get groceries. I couldn't do any of those things. I was fully dependent on other people to keep me alive. Oh my god! Did yeah. they
0: ever, you know, like try to get you help or talk to you about it or anything like that? They did,
2: and um, I would get angry as a defense mechanism, right. and I would cry. Um, and they didn't want to cause me more pain because they already saw how hard everything was on me um, and how much I beat myself up over mm-hmm. it. And in a weird way, I didn't think that people could see all of that. Right. Um, I thought that I hid it very well, but I didn't. Right. When I look back now at pictures of me at five, 600 pounds, I'm like, it takes my breath away because i can feel the pain yeah. that i was exuding like people saw that yeah. and i would react defensively because i i was terrified to even scratch the surface mm-hmm. i didn't know how to process that grief and that trauma mm-hmm. and i didn't have a support system that knew how to handle that and to help me in the ways in which i needed so yeah. It was like we all maintained it together, you know, until I finally started to break the, to break the cycle.
1: Yeah. I feel like when you get to that point, you're at your top, you can't move, you need help. You're only thinking about all the other times you failed. Yes. And all of the other things of like, why I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this because I can't even walk to my room or walk to my bathroom. Why, why would I think that I could lose weight and be healthy. Yeah. And why should, and you blame yourself, but you, I, I blame myself internally. I was very much a, I'm not going to talk about it, but then you get angry when other people bring it up because you're like, well, I can't do that. Like I can't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hyper-focused. I like to talk about the fact that,
2: um, and you guys will probably relate to this. When you lay down at night to go to bed, Mm -hmm. you are alone in your mind with your thoughts and I was so cruel to myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, horribly wow. verbally abusive to myself. Mm-hmm. I tore myself apart every single day and I hyper focused on barriers, on mm-hmm. obstacles. Like yeah. you said, I can't even stand. I can't walk. Mm-hmm. How do they expect me to go to the doctor when I can't even get into a car? Right. And one thing that really started to shift after I met that doctor was that I started to very slowly, and it took me hundreds of times a day, replace the negative thoughts and focusing on the barriers to focusing on possibilities. So, okay. I'm over 600 pounds. I can't go for a walk right now, but what I can do is I can stand up at my bedside and fold the laundry. I can Mm -hmm. try to do that. That's Mm going to be really hard. And it was for me, Yeah. but I can do that. So I would start to challenge my inner fat bitch because she was horrible to me, screaming at me nonstop telling me what a failure I was Mm -hmm. telling me how awful I was doing, how I was, how I couldn't eat right, I didn't drink water, I didn't move that day. I started challenging her on a constant basis. Um, I came up with like this little caricature of her in my mind almost, like my inner fat bitch. And then I started at the same time while challenging myself to focus on possibilities and positivity. I also started to manifest and create this vision of me that you guys see now, Mm. this person who is happy, who is healthy, who moves with ease, who puts light out into the world. I didn't know how to have them coexist. I literally had to create that person in my mind because existing in a 600 pound body and a 600 pound mindset was too painful for me. It was so hard when I would go out in public, um, I tell the story when I was trying to walk for the first time, a group of young men drove by me and they were oinking at me and honking and threw their in and out, like their burger and milkshakes all over me. Um, when I would go out in public and stores, yes. people would, uh, they people feel very empowered to comment on obese bodies mm-hmm. in our society. We are taught mm-hmm. to criminalize people who are obese. There, It's their fault. They Nobody stopped to ask me ever, except for that doctor, Yeah, what happened? And yeah. so for me... In order for me to go out and walk in public, I would literally put on my headphones and I would put on like gangster rap or something. Yes. And I would me, you're a baddie, you're a baddie, mm-hmm. you're a warrior. And I would project in my mind that I was already physically happy and healthy. Like I would, that's the only way I could get through it. And one thing that I started to do that was game changing for me was as I was moving my body, whether it was walking a lap across the house or showering, I started to learn how to visualize all the things that I was carrying with me, all the negative thoughts, all the feelings, I would visualize it like leaving my body. So when I was showering, I would visualize the water washing it away. When I would go out walking, um, I would visualize the breath and the sweat was the toxic th- feelings was the negativity. I would literally visualize everything. It's leaving my body. And so I started to act with intention, just like that doctor had told me. And I, I just started doing it instinctively. And I didn't yeah. know that I, do that just like we negatively program ourselves to reinforce all of our toxic behavior patterns when you're bigger mm-hmm. you can learn how to deprogram and reprogram yourself and that's really what I had to do it was like an intense boot camp especially the first few years imagine, yeah. it took full commitment when you are like when you're on a weight loss journey and you're like climbing a mountain right when you're mm-hmm. 600 pounds that seems impossible yeah and so I had to break down that mountain in little chunks and work on it over time. Um, and in the beginning, you battle a lot more and it's your own inner demons that you have to battle, you know, oh, but the you, sure. you have to get to a place where you learn to empower yourself and it's not, it's not easy
0: at all. Yeah. You no, know, it's a whole learning process. Like it's it kind of wild. And I, mm-hmm. so you saying that like picturing like the sweat and everything, mm-hmm. um, I actually, It just triggered me to believe, like, remember, literally I watched this um, YouTube video with this doctor and they were saying that you actually lose weight, not by just peeing and pooping and sweating. You also do it by breath. Yes. And so when I was in my hip hop classes, I would all of a sudden think of that and then just try to like focus on my breath, just like going. So I was like, Ah, this is the other one.
2: (laughs) That's another pound. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes you out of that hard yeah. place, right? Because for me, every step was physically felt impossible at 600 pounds. And if you've if you've been, it's okay. Oh, no, no. I, I hit something. good? <laughs>
1: So she hit my, she put her legs up and then she, yeah, saw move. she hit the mouse and then
0: it went, and then and it went
1: away. And I'm like, it's fine, I got it. <laughs> I do want to go back to what mm-hmm. you were saying about society making it okay to comment on obese bodies, yes. on obese bodies and bodies in general, because yes. I feel like our society loves to put us in these little boxes you're skinny or you're fat. Yep. And, No matter what box you're in, it's okay for other people to comment on your body. Yes. And to say, you need to lose weight or you need to move more, eat less or, oh, she's good. She, she's lost all of, like, she's skinny. She's gorgeous because she's skinny and she can be on covers of magazines. But if you're obese, you are ugly. You are fat. Stay off our magazine. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to, we don't even want to look you in the eye. And yeah when you said that the doctor the cardiologist had walked in and looked you in the eye mm-hmm. that's a huge thing for me mm-hmm. because yeah. when I I remember being in obese bo- in an obese body and people wouldn't look yeah. me in the eye yeah and it's yeah. so frustrating because you're like I may be bigger but I still deserve respect I still yeah. deserve. To have human interaction and our society has taught us that if you're fat, if you're obese and also, you know, I'm going to go on this little rant for a second up until last year, they were still thinking that obesity wasn't as
0: a disease. Yeah.
1: So as a society, they had, they had already made up their mind that obesity is your choice. It's It's
2: a social construct construct and mindset of blame is what it is. Uh It's, it's, it's holding the person accountable and blaming them for situations that are also biological and psychosocial. Um, there are many factors that come into play when it comes to obesity. Um, and you were saying about people not looking you in the eye. Um, I literally, with intention, tried to remain invisible because I was shown in so many ways when I did go out in public that I was not no one wanted to see me. I was, people gave me looks of being repulsed. They would Mm -hmm. call me names. They would say things to me. So the social cues that I got from our culture were that I was not okay. I was far from okay. Mm -hmm. I was, I should not be seen at all. Even at work, I've worked at the same school for 14, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And there was a handful of teachers who would even acknowledge my presence, two male staff members, what? Or even my friends. They're my friends to this day. But now, do you know every man on campus holds the door open for me? They I bet check they me do. Out. They make they make it a point to say hello to of me. Of course. To tell me how beautiful I am. Mm-hmm. It is night and day the way that I am treated. But I will also acknowledge that when I was bigger, I didn't treat myself kindly. Mm-hmm. I also averted my gaze. I did not look for social interactions because mm-hmm. I didn't feel that they were welcomed by other people. So yeah. I've learned to treat myself better, to have more respect for myself. And now I seek out social interactions. Mm-hmm. I intentionally try to make eye contact with people. I go mm-hmm. up to people who I don't know. Now I'm, I welcome those things, but it's a full circle it really is. We are taught that we are not okay and acceptable. And so then our behavior
1: changes accordingly. So. Yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing, and then I'll let you talk, okay. um, is the whole thing about you didn't look people in the eye either. I have mm-hmm. noticed that so much. Like yes. I will see an ob- obese person and I'm the one try- like searching for their eyes because I want yes. to give them a smile. I yep. want to show them that they're yes. okay. Yep. And they straight down on the floor they do not look at yep. you and it's yeah
2: you give me chills saying that because every time I'm whenever I see people who are obese mm-hmm. I my first intention is I want to hug them and say mm-hmm. I got you you're okay I yeah. know I need how you feel but obviously I yeah, I've don't been told
0: I can't do those things either yeah. It's yeah exactly
2: like you want to you're coming from the best place but yeah. you don't know their circumstance their right. context of their life but they won't, they, a lot of them don't want to make eye contact, or I see them avoiding that, and it mm. breaks my heart, which is one of the main reasons why I decided to share my journey on social media. Because for me, being vulnerable was terrifying. I remember when I went to um, post the video of my loose skin, mm. no one had ever seen my loose skin, not a boyfriend that I was with, my family no one had ever seen my belly Mm. and um after i had lost 360 pounds i decided to make that video and show Mm everyone. and i literally was like oh my god do i do this i was like terrified and then it went crazy viral yeah 30 or 40 million views i had everything blowing up my phone i was terrified and i did get the full spectrum i got crazy amounts of love and support Mm -hmm. but i also got people who were horrible to me, who were mean saying I was glorifying obesity and making it normal. And I was repulsive and I was a monster and all the horrible, horrible things. But I did it because I know that millions of people could relate to that. I I mean, the letters, the messages that I've gotten, the number of people who now show their skin on camera who are like, Hey, I'm going to do that. You know? And the people will message me and be like, I saw your video and that gave me courage to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um,
0: it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my entire life. But it's so powerful. It is very powerful. Like, look how much love you got. There's always going to be hate no matter what you do. I mean, Taylor Swift gets hate. Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. and, and who could hate tay Who hates tay It's like fucking get a hobby. What is yeah, your problem? Yes. But what yeah. I was going to say too with the – it's again going back to the eyes yeah. – um, was I was actually had a conversation with my cousin, Shell, And she was like, I was like, how's work going? And she's like, I love it. She's like, but I'm kind of like, they're avoiding me. And I looked at her, I'm like, they're avoiding you. And she's like, no, no, actually, it's not. And I go, what do you mean? She's like, well, I'm really not putting off any vibe to come talk to me. And I'm kind of like shying away Mm -hmm. during breaks and doing these things. And I was like, that's exactly it. Because like I was taught... In, um, in at work, when I worked for Wells Fargo, that, like, it's important to look people in the eyes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had a manager that I loved, um Alex Williams, shout out, you know, I love you, um where you know everybody's first and last name mm-hmm. and you look yeah. them in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we would walk around the whole place doing that. Mm-hmm. And then once I was, like, losing the weight, I realized how much more often I was getting eye contact back. Yep. And my brain was just, like, I just blew up i was like oh my god okay yeah. so now my mission is every time i see a bigger person we i'm looking i see you before you even see me yeah i'm like yeah. in this yeah. corner yeah. like making sure like- i see and i lock i just straight up yeah. i look at you until you look at me and i smile at you yeah. and wave because yeah. i know what it's like to v- to actually want those smiles. I'm a very bubbly person and not get anything back. Like it is hurtful and you don't even realize how much it's hurting until you get home or later on. You're like, why? Yeah. Why won't people just even acknowledge my presence? Like yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm here, and I'm nice, and I want to help people. And mm. then it all what it took was 120 pounds to be lost. Yeah. Now we are people listen. Be invisible, right? We yep. are socialized as bigger people. Yep. To remain as
2: invisible as possible, which goes into the whole thing with fashion. Oh I remember wearing only. Not only was I very limited with where I could buy clothes, but I wore cotton 8x stretchy black capris that's all I could fit in okay and an, eight, an 8x top and I just got like the five different colors in the top but I never could play with fashion I didn't even want to wear a bright color ever yep. because I don't like, oh, know it's going to bring attention to me mm-hmm. and um, I didn't dare do my hair and makeup because god forbid wow. I thought I looked pretty one day even at 600 pounds something would happen out in public to reassure me that I wasn't like mm-hmm. to put me in my fat place basically yep. is- I felt Mm -hmm. anytime I got any little bit of self-esteem or start feeling good about myself, something would happen. Like someone throwing the food at me or calling me a name or, you know, something like that. And it would just knock me back down into my place. It wasn't until I decided to basically break down those walls and no longer subscribe to that diet culture mentality, to that toxic obese mentality that we have in this country. I started to finally feel free and started to identify all the ways in which I enslaved myself in my own body, but was also, you know, contributing to maintaining that belief set in our culture. And um, it's just, it's horrible. So I love that you go out and you intentionally make eye contact. I do the same thing and I feel like. Those are our sisters and brothers yeah. and they don't deserve to be made, to be made, to feel like they need to be invisible at all. So I love that. Even if a little nod or a wave can make a difference in someone's and, day. And yeah. You
0: never know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I've been through some crazy shit yeah. and I can still look yeah. like I'm fine, mm-hmm. but when someone yeah. just acknowledges me and it just, it's like, it's a little boost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I
1: think because my, my diseases are so invisible, like Nobody knows what I go through on a daily basis, and I literally just talked to Katie about this um, the other day, was she she was like, nobody will ever understand what you go through on a day-to-day basis. No. When you park in a handicapped spot because you're tired that day, and people turn around and look at you and be like, "Mm, should she be parking there? It's like- yeah. No, I still, like, I battle things that nobody else will know about. You yeah. battle things that nobody yeah. will else will know about.
0: And yeah. we're okay to use the resources that we want. Yeah. To do. Yes. Oh, I know, because exactly. I get the looks when we get out of the car. I know. I always feel yeah. awkward, but now I don't even. I'm like, fuck it. Like, this is, yeah. this is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? Like, I'm going to support her and fuck those people. Yeah, because I And mean, that's the entitlement. That's yes. the entitlement that our
2: country or our culture uh-huh bestows upon people yep. if you fit into a certain box you're yep. healthy you're happy you make money you're whatever you're this uh-huh. then you can judge people you can make uh-huh. comments you can make other people you can reinforce those negative stereotypes
1: yeah and i just don't subscribe to it anymore it's no, not okay it's will no, it give you a
0: hall pass yeah
1: yeah i, I also when you had said like people yeah. c- came at you and was like you're glorifying obesity and yeah. all of that i mean first off You're not because you're trying every single day to lose weight and become a healthier person. Um, But also, you know, we I've noticed that there's a lot of now obese people coming at us and saying that we're making it not okay for them to be big. I've gotten the same, yeah. the same comments. And towards, it's yeah. so frustrating. You can't win. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. win with our mm-hmm. society because if you're no. this and you want to be this, then this side gets mad because you're not being that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's such a mind fuck because it's you're frustrating. like, I'm yeah. not saying that you can't yeah. be big. I'm not yeah, saying be- that right. I don't like. If you choose to do that, that's fine. If I choose to yeah. do this, it's fine. Let us just live our lives. Let us yeah. live people our lives. People have a hard
2: time doing that. Again, mm-hmm.
1: it's the entitlement with the
2: my my opinion, my belief set. Uh-huh. I can impose that on other people. Um, and that's it's awful. It's that's not the way things should be at all. Nope. I get comments. I get people because I am very open about saying that I was very unhappy at 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was not capable of thinking that I was beautiful at 600 pounds. Yeah. So for me, I Whoa. don't lie and say, I looked gorgeous. I felt beautiful. There was never a time. Mm-hmm. I, I did not feel beautiful, honestly, until maybe six months ago after healing from my wow. 47-pound skin removal. Even- 47 pounds. Yeah, I had forty-seven pounds of skin removed from my abdomen in December of last year. Oh, and it took me about six six or seven months to heal. Even during that time, even before the skin removal, I had lost 360 pounds. I did not feel beautiful. Why? Because when people saw me, they expected me to look skinny because I had lost so much, right. but I had 50 pounds of skin hanging from my abdomen. So they would make the comment to me, Oh wow, well, you still have all that. Like you're still big. I was still wearing like 1820 size 1820 or something and so to people they're like wow you're still really big and I'm like like bro I I would be like bro I couldn't even speak and I'm like are you kidding me and Mm -hmm trying to even think about dating Mm. with having that hanging apron hanging down. I knew no matter what, that that was going to be a hindrance to me, not only physically, but emotionally and in every single way. So I, I, when I tell you I was raised to think that I was not pretty, that I never would be, um, And so for me, it's been a battle to even acknowledge now, like, oh, I look pretty. Like I, it's, it's, I still stop every day when I get up in my mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I'm skinny. Like I'm, I'm thin and I wear size 14, 16, but to me that is real thin Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and it's shocking to me. And I just, I literally have to make an intention every day Mm -hmm. to tell myself that I'm pretty. My boyfriend and I, we've been together six months and he's tells, he has to tell me every day, baby, you're worthy. You're gorgeous. Like you are worthy of the, because I don't internalize mm-hmm. it. So I'm still struggling when you lose that much weight, mm-hmm. um, in such a short amount of time, your brain does not catch up to the changes that are in your body. So mm-hmm. I have to, I, what did he say this morning? He was like, don't shrug it off. He told me I was so cute. And I was like, ah, uh, and he goes, no, no. he literally has to stop me. And he's like, no, baby, I love that. you're gorgeous. You're so cute. And I have to stop and go. Thank you. Thank you. I have to make an intention to Mm -hmm. accept a compliment and that speaks volumes for our culture and how we treat people who are obese. The fact that someone who is in love with me that I live with, that I know loves me, I feel it. I can't even internalize a compliment from him Mm -hmm. because I have been so brainwashed and trained by society to feel that
0: I have no value because I'm not skinny. Mm -hmm. When I got told I was gorgeous for the first time, I was like, What? yeah right no. there's some no. ulterior
1: motive there what do you want from uh, yeah. every time yeah every I mean every even time. my boyfriend will be like god you're so sexy and I'm like I don't see it like yeah. that's yes. my first reaction is to say I don't
0: see it yeah. and I'm like yeah. I could be sexy like yeah I- you know what I just realized what my own husband never told me I was gorgeous well, there's a reason why he's an ex-husband. I know, really? but wild. I didn't even think I was like going through the Rolodex of compliments. He's complimented I've, me. I've never gotten yeah. that. But either. in my brain, I was like, Adam was the first one mm-hmm. to tell me I was gorgeous. No wonder why I was hooked so quickly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zach compliments
1: me all the time, all the time, time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. and I That's love how it. Mike is. Yeah. But then it's it, it, it has you take an inner look because I'm with you, like. When my ex-husband left me, my mindset was at an all-time low. Like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know anything. And when I started therapy, it was also at an all-time low. I told myself I didn't deserve to lose weight again. I didn't deserve to look pretty. I Like, my mindset was so bad. And then now I'm having to swap that. Mm -hmm. And and I noticed the little things like – You know, Zach will call me gorgeous or sexy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. And then I have to stop myself and be like, well, maybe that's how he sees me. Exactly. And I need to stop myself from not accepting that compliment just because I don't look the way I thought I would look.
0: But to yeah. him you're gorgeous
1: but to him i'm yeah. gorgeous and i didn't it, need to lose my regain to be gorgeous yeah. he thought i was gorgeous the whole time right yeah it it's was the like, lens
0: oh. through which you
2: view yourself mm-hmm. is there it's not the lens through which my boyfriend mike views me mm-hmm. the lens through which i view myself i've been through everything that i've just shared with you guys mm-hmm. and so that has given me all these cracks in my view of myself yeah. so yeah. i am not able at all times to see all of the beauty, all of the value, all of the things that I bring to the table just as a human being. Mm-hmm. But he sees all of those things yep. in me. And the more I allow myself to internalize his view of me, mm-hmm. the better I feel about myself, the happier, yeah. the more, the more secure I feel in the relationship and in myself, you know? Yeah. I love of course. It. like a
0: peaceful thing. Yeah.
1: It is a peaceful yeah. thing. Are you in therapy? I
2: am now.
0: Yes. yes. I, I love to hear that. Yes.
2: I, um, I had done it off and on mm-hmm. over the years. Um, but I recently started going to therapy and it's been a game changer for me. And I actually started going to therapy, um, to help me put boundaries in place because I am a person who is a people pleaser and my life was very enmeshed with my family, which is great. But mm-hmm. I, have come to a place in my life where I wanted to date for the first time mm-hmm. in over 20 years and I didn't know how to create that space for myself mm-hmm. and so I started going to therapy and when I started I really thought like when I met my boyfriend I had told him I was like you need to get your ish together like you got to get yourself and he was like little miss like what and I was like yeah. I have myself together and then I was like wait oh my god I don't. I <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. I'm still a hot mess. I may have made a lot of improvements, but I was like, Oh my God, I don't have it all together. And I realized like therapy has been amazing for me. It's really been helping me so, so much. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that
0: kind of that missing puzzle piece for most people. Yeah. Because they yeah. don't realize like how, how important it is to be able to like brain dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have yep. to get it out. It's just mm-hmm. like working any other muscle, It literally, you have to do it. Yeah, because like I feel ten times better because I just went back what two months ago now, Mm -hmm. and it's and it's gone. It's gotten a lot better because I'm not just holding everything in like I used to. And she
1: tends to like when she holds it all in, then she explodes. Yeah, and I so I am usually the recipient of that explosion. Uh, because <laughs> we already feel the safest with you, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh,
2: yeah. She
1: knows I'm not going yeah. anywhere. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. we're here and she can blow up at me, and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to shut down for a little bit and then we can talk about it later. But it's, yeah. you know, it's good because it's now so you're able to talk about those little things that are coming up. You're not holding on yeah. to it. And uh, then, you, I mean, there hasn't been blow ups since you started was... back in therapy. I know. Yeah, yeah. Not crazy. that's a yeah. huge win. So I wanted huge to go win. back.
0: a it's not a tiny bit; a quite a bit because I don't know. How would you find your office? Like, what weight were you at when you got? Yeah, to what, what made you decide to have yeah. surgery? Because like, yeah.
2: So my medical <laughs> doctor, my primary care doctor, was like, "You need to have, you need to have weight loss surgery. You need to have weight loss surgery." And I was like. Okay, sure. I, mm-hmm. I agreed. And I had no intentions of following through at all. Oh. When you're that big. You kind of just say whatever the doctor wants to hear while you're there. Yeah. I'll change my eating habits. I'll do this. Yep. Um, but it was, it was, the, I was turning 40 and okay. they had told me I wasn't going to live to see 45. And at that same time was when I met the cardiologist okay. and because everything coincided at the same time, they were like, okay, if you can lose 30 pounds, we'll put you in the pre-op program and then you can have bariatric surgery. And so I, this is why I'm I'm six years into my journey, but I'm uh, five years into bariatric surgery, but I started like eight months prior to having bariatric surgery. And instead of losing 30 pounds before I lost 180, um, lost 180 pounds before, which when you are over 600 pounds, you make little changes, and the weight will come off very rapidly, Um, which it did for me. Uh, I met my surgeon in, I believe it was February. I have pictures on my fridge of that day, like when Yay. they took the everything. Um, and And when I met them, they were like, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. Okay, let's lose 30 more. Um, and I actually... I think the day of my surgery, I was like 420 pounds. Wow. Um, no one in my family wanted me to have bariatric surgery. Everybody was totally against it. Oh. Um, the, the mindset is, well, you lost 180 pounds naturally. So why do you need to have bariatric surgery? Mm-hmm. And for me, I was so new into the journey and, and new to working on my mental and emotional health that I knew if any little thing had happened, if somebody had passed away or some kind of trigger, I would fall out of those behaviors yeah. healthy behaviors because they were still so new to me. Yeah. And so, um, I really believed that weight loss surgery would be a great tool for me at that time. And it was, it was the best thing I'd ever done. I needed that backup tool in order to help me while I was laying the foundation for lifelong, sustainable, healthy habits and behaviors that I still have in place today. I've kept the weight off now. Um, I've been I'm six years yeah. into my journey. Um, I'm at my lowest weight. I'm like a, between 160 and 165 pounds. I haven't weighed Holy that shit. Since like third grade. Yeah. Like third grade was like the last time. Wow. I weighed that Congrats. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But you know, crazy. it's the, it's the mental and emotional mm. burden that I feel free from. Mm. The more I've learned how to manage my emotions and my behaviors and things like that. I see that keeping the weight off comes naturally to me. It's yeah. when It's when I don't allow myself to process things or cope or when I don't engage in self-reflection when something happens Mm. um, that I find myself struggling in any way. And any time I've hit a plateau or anything like that throughout my weight loss journey, I always do like a little self-assessment, like mind, body, soul for me. Am I taking care of my mind? Am I, for me, that is, am I meditating? Am I journaling? Am I practicing my deep breathing. Am I doing those things? And then I go through my mind. If I'm not doing one of those things, it's usually where I'm, where I'm falling short. And then I go through and I check, how is my diet? Am I putting nutritious foods in my body? Am I hitting my protein goals? Am I eating things that are aligned with my goals? And I kind of go through that. How is my movement? Am I, because I'm a person that is a people pleaser, am I not putting my movement as a priority? So I literally go through and do a little self assessment. And for me, 9 times out of 10 the category that is lacking is my my soul work is my my meditation my journaling my breath work anything like that is usually what goes first right because yeah. when you're rushing around and you're busy yep. oh i don't have time to meditate today i don't have time to walk mm-hmm. and so whenever i am struggling i literally go back and i can go okay this is where i started falling off because i wasn't practicing what I preach. I wasn't
0: doing my self-care. So that,
2: that's been very helpful for me.
0: Well, and I want to say to those that keep saying this naturally part Mm -hmm. for like a hot second, just because you, you pinpointed the one thing that people forget is that like, yeah, you lost 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. But also Mm -hmm. you didn't have the tools yet to handle those like trauma situations that are gonna happen yeah because that's why we see people do the yo-yo dieting all the time yeah and it's not because they can't do the diet it's because life happens and a huge event could happen and then it throws them out and they have no idea how to get back yep yeah and now what's great about us having the surgery is like we have a tool to kind of keep us in check for a couple of years. Yes. So yes. that way we can learn the habit of how do we manage when mm-hmm. we get a divorce or a yes. family member dies or yeah. your kid yeah. fucking won't go to school and yeah. gets bad grades. Like yeah. I could be eating all of those situations and get myself back up to 308 pounds. But like, yeah. because of the first three or four years you had to, you have to do a lot of mind work mm-hmm. and yeah, figure it out. the yeah. self reflection. I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. it's really important because I talked to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it got louder and louder as I um, was more on my journey. Mm-hmm. And yep. I noticed it first in the fitness when I was working out and then as I was at home and things were happening with, with cuz I was going to college and working full time so like mm-hmm. I was yeah. trying to wa- walk like pretty much walk myself through any situation Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have been able to do that without the surgery if I didn't have that tool that wouldn't have helped me figure out all these habits that I have to like and really work on Mm -hmm. and use every day Mm -hmm. and so this naturally comments like I'm still fucking doing naturally I'm just now have a tool to keep me in check
1: Mm -hmm. that's really all it is well
0: and I want to put out there also that when you don't do that work
2: yeah
1: that's what happens when you regain yes because yes. I I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> that what she's describing when I first went through it. I didn't do any of that. I just wanted to be skinny. Yeah, and I didn't care yeah. how to how I needed to get to that point, but I wanted to be skinny. And and guess what? I got there. You did. I got yeah. there. But then the moment that my ex husband left me, I spiraled so hard, and I had gained so much weight. So quickly, and um, I was at sixty pounds. I, I had gained yeah. back half of what I had lost, mm-hmm. and that's when the mindset came in of therapy, working with a dietitian, doing my yep. journaling. You know, also yes, I was on a GLP one medication, which helped my my brain, my food brain yep. shut d- shut up. up. Yeah, but I had to do it with working on my mindset. I couldn't just go back to the habit of. Just eating small amounts because I I was two years out.
0: Well, and you yeah. do hear people that go on GLP ones and don't do the mindset work. Yes. And then now all of a sudden say their insurance stops and yep. now they can't afford it. Yep. So now all of a sudden they're having regain because they never worked on the mindset. Yeah.
1: And like I You're- can go yeah. – I could go off my meds. Like I could go off of it and I feel very strongly that I would be able to maintain that mm-hmm. purely yeah. because – I, you know, therapy, dietitian work. I also found out I have ADHD. I'm also doing all these different things and now it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. And now yes. I'm doing those things that I should have done in the beginning. So when you're yeah. going through that pre-op class and they're saying, Oh, you need to pay attention to this, you need to pay attention to this. Pay the fuck attention. Yeah, Sit down. Usually yeah. do. Shut Neither up. Were. Do the do work, the work. Yeah. because it's yeah. a, there's a reason why they're saying it.
0: It's well, not just hear themselves talk. You'll reap talk. so much more benefit. If you do the work up front, then you're going to have all the success on the other end. Yep. And yep. it's less likely yep. that you will regain exactly. in the future. Exactly. Well, here's
2: the thing with food. Unlike alcohol or drugs or gambling, mm-hmm. you can't go without food for the rest
1: Correct. of your life.
2: Correct, yeah. You have to somehow manage yeah. to maneuver through life like you've all said, and all the various things that happen through life Mm -hmm. while learning how to create a new relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody who comes for me and having weight loss surgery, I'm like, I'm an equal member of both communities. I have lost 180 pounds naturally, and I've lost uh, over 200 pounds post weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I would recommend to anybody that if they felt that they needed the additional support to work on themselves and to go through their journey to get weight loss surgery, go through the process, commit to really changing your life. Do the work in the beginning, because if you do the work in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you do all the grunt work, it's going to be easier for you when life happens. You're going to have tools in order to maneuver through that without seeing your entire life implode. And that's, I really feel so strongly about that, which is why a lot of my content has always been mind, body, soul. It's not just Mm This is what I eat. People always message me. Tell me your exact diet. What was the exact workout that you did? And I'm like, yeah. you're, Do missing that. The point. you're missing the point. Yeah. Let's talk about how I handled working with my grief. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how I handle my stress, how I don't go through the fast food on the way home anymore and buy 15 different things, how I, how I rerouted my entire journey to work so that I wouldn't emotionally trigger myself. All of those things, that mm-hmm. is all the work that sets the um the tone for mm-hmm. your diet, for your exercise, for everything in your life. Well, so. and missing
1: the point. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. miss the point because they're not they're not ready to work mm-hmm. on themselves. They right. are yeah. not yeah. ready to actually do the mindset work and it's I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because yes, you've lost so much weight and your journey mm-hmm. is incredible, but it's not about the Food or the workout or the it's no. not about that it's about those are all symptoms and side effects yes and my- like listening to you through this whole episode the incredible work because it is fucking hard to change your life and not yes. just like food just changing, changing your life your brain changing your mindset changing okay i'm gonna uh, instead i'm gonna i'm gonna walk from here to there instead of like Taking the easy route more more yeah than likely like it's those changes and that's fucking hard and so if it's you are just hard. asking for what do I eat and how do I exercise and let me get this surgery that's not what you need and you will and I'm sorry this may be c- convert con- controversial controversial but you will more than likely gain the weight back you will yeah. be one of those st- statistics that you will gain your weight back because you aren't doing you're you're missing the point of the tool. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. tool is there to help you. I'm almost
2: six years post-op in June. And so my restriction, I have gastric bypass surgery. Mm -hmm. When I first had surgery, I was for maybe five or six months, I could barely eat five or 600 calories. Yeah. I'm almost six years post-op, guess what? If I wanna eat a lot more, I can eat a lot Mm -hmm. more. I can choose to open my refrigerator and then close it and go to fast food. Mm -hmm. But I don't do that because I have created healthy routines and behaviors. I, for example, store all of my food in mason jars. All of it is my ingredient. I don't meal prep, but I ingredient prep. Why do I do that? Because at 600 pounds, when I went into my fridge, my vegetables would be there dying in a bag from the grocery store and I would never touch them, right? Mm -hmm. If I went into my kitchen and it took any amount of effort Mm. for me to make a meal, I would not do it. I would order fast food. Now, when you walk into Teresa's kitchen, you're going to see everything visually accessible, all in mason jars, prepped and ready to go. I I do that because I need the visual reminders. Hey, this is the life that you live now. Mm -hmm. You're organized. You're ready. You have all these healthy things. You don't need to go and drive to Taco Bell or order a pizza Mm -hmm. because it doesn't mean that occasionally my boyfriend and I don't order out or yeah. we don't eat out. Mm-hmm. But that is a sometimes behavior. My mm-hmm. everyday, all the time behavior is always focused on maintaining the life that I have worked so hard to create now. And mm-hmm. that would not be possible had I not done the
1: laid the foundation in the beginning and done all of the work. I just want to say you are an incredible, beautiful human. Yes. Thank you, thank you. You seriously, like, And I said this in the beginning, I have followed you since the start of mine. And there was something about you that just like made me want to do what you were doing. And, but as I've gotten to know you and watched you grow and learn and all of these things, like you really are an incredible human. And I'm so glad that you share your story with everybody else because others need to know that. That you've been where they've been mm-hmm. and they can yeah. do it too and i love yeah. that it's just so important it it's is so important so
0: freaking important
1: yes you know i don't know if you have seen that movie the whale but i yes, saw I
0: did. Brendan yes.
2: frazier when he did his acceptance speech um he made a comment about the fact that um that person was in the dark for so long mm-hmm. and that's how i felt i felt as though i was living in the darkness in this horrible lonely place by myself for so long and the reason I with intention try to shine my light so brightly is because I want other people to see that like the, the ship in the night yeah. like, Oh my God. Okay. She's right there. This is somebody who, who did what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So let me go check her out. Let me watch her videos. Let me follow her. Let me see mm-hmm. if she has something to offer my heart and soul. And that's literally why I share my journey, even through the hardest moments in my life. I want to be that light for people. And I'm just honestly so grateful and blessed that um, I have this platform, that I get to meet amazing people like you, and that I can now focus my life on uplifting other people. That's that's what I feel like I'm meant to do. I thought it was through working as a teacher and working in special education, which has given me the tools as well to do this. But yeah. That's what I meant to do. I want to be able to help other people and act as that light for others. You're a
0: lighthouse. You really are. And you're doing it.
1: So you made it. Yeah. You are helping people, whether you know it or not. You are helping a lot of people by sharing your journey. And I'm just, I'm going to switch the
0: topic real quick. Okay. (laughs) I know where you're going. So, (sighs) well, of course, because being in a body that you were in, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, is very hindering. And I'm very sure that sexy time wasn't on the table. No, I
2: had not had sex in, um, since I was 22. Wow. Okay. 22 to 40, 40,
0: 45, 45, 45. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow how is sex lady? How is it going? You, you know, are, it's amazing. Look at her I face. I know Our face is, is so red right now because you've lost over 380 pounds. Yes. And you got mm-hmm. your, your, uh, plastic surgery yes. done.
2: Yes. So I've things lost aren't hanging. Lot. Like what? Yes.
0: How's it going? No, I've lost <laughs> over 160
2: pounds yeah. altogether. And, um, my boyfriend and I, um, I mean, it's, Next level. Yeah. It's my energy level is uh-huh. uh non-stop. Um, I I mean we have sex twice a day, three times a day, every day, basically, for the entire time we've been together. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. We've been together for six months, and we only have spent maybe 10 or 12 nights apart from each other, and that's when I've had to travel. Um yeah, I've been staying with him for months. Um and it's so weird. Sexy time is amazing. Um, I never thought that my body could do all the things that it does now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I never, but like experiencing those things, Mm -hmm. um, being physically intimate and close with somebody Mm -hmm. is the best feeling in the world. Um, It's so funny because when I lay on him, we sleep like this every night but when I am sleeping on his chest that's where I feel home that's when we did that for the first time we were like oh my god like we both we knew immediately that this was like a thing but we were very connected and um it's just been incredible so for me he is my home now and I feel safe with him and so we can explore all different aspects of our relationship but sex is Yes, they, people are always like, "You're glowing, you're glowing," and I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. Am.
1: You're, you're getting laid two
0: to three times a day. I mean, yeah. who's not going to be glowing Seriously. about that? Just, your bells being rung all the time.
2: Yeah, constantly. <laughs> and I love it. And I have so much energy. Um, It's incredible. He's five years younger than me too. So wow. What yeah, he's him? I, which I did not expect. We met on Match.com. Okay, and. Um, he was my first like date from match Oh wow! and we went out and we were like, Oh my God. I was like, who is this guy? It was just the craziest thing, but I love it. like, we both feel like we manifested each other in our lives. He was recovering from cancer. He had cancer and was through oh. chemo and everything last year. And we came into each other's lives at a point where we were both done with all the BS. We just wanted to find somebody that was like, we felt like was our soulmate and, We connect, and it's not just sex for us, which is amazing, Mm -hmm. but, like, we feel very deeply in love with each other. Like, it's just the most incredible thing. And I tell him all the time, I never thought I was going to have that. I with intention removed myself from the world. Mm -hmm. During my reproductive years, I could never have kids. I Mm -hmm. am past that point. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I didn't get married. I didn't allow myself to date and do all of those things. And so to be doing them now, when I feel the most happy and healthy I've ever felt. And this man makes me feel gorgeous and sexy Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. I've never felt that in my entire life. And Mm -hmm. I still work on internalizing that and believing it. But he reminds me a million times a day that I'm beautiful, that I'm everything. My eyes, my hair, my clothes. Like, it's incredible. It's the
1: best thing that's ever happened to me. Aww. Super. Oh,
0: I love Yay. it. All
1: right. All right. I, I I can't. We can't go further than that. Like, I literally, <laughs> like, that was the perfect ending right there. It really is. It really and is. I'm so
0: happy for you because you deserve you. all the happiness and love. And Thank I'm so happy you. that you took... You took charge of your life, yeah, and now you get to share it with others and help them. And we got to meet you, yeah, yeah.
2: I loved meeting you guys in person insane. and hanging out and chatting with you guys. I can't wait. A-
0: and yeah. we're have to do it again. Yes, yes. Please, please. Where are you yes. at
2: again? I'm in California. I was in Long Beach for okay.
1: twenty
2: four years, but I'm going down really- there. Um, yeah, but I'm in Orange County now. Okay. I live with my boyfriend in Orange County. I just officially moved in. Yeah. Turned in my keys yesterday. So oh I,
1: shit. Yeah. Oh, you were you weren't listening to that part. She told me that yeah. part. Oh, Already, I was yeah, I was fiddling Yeah, you around. were fiddling.
0: Um, so
1: can <laughs> huh? can we go to Disney?
2: Oh my god, I would love that. I have not been so I have not been to Disney since, uh, senior ditch day in high school. Oh, the only thing I've done, I went to universal studios on a field trip with our kiddos in May and I bawled my eyes out on the ride for the first oh time when God. they like the thing goes down on you. Uh-huh. I was sobbing. I had the best time. So Good. I would love to do a Disney trip. That would be amazing. Okay. All let's right. do it.
1: Let's plan it because no. figure it a- out. I have been missing Disney in my life. I haven't been since February last year. Um, that's, That's true. true. It's too long. It's too long, guys. Being a long. year. It's too long. <laughs> I, I mean, if I had my way, I would be in Disney every couple of months because well, it makes I me work. happy. The school that I work at is a mile from Disney. We go to downtown Disney for
2: like field trips, and I have not been even with all the weight wow. loss. Like, I need to go to Disney. Oh I
1: my god! You. Okay, we're making this a thing. Yeah, I'm. Okay. We're flying down because you're not That'd that be be far so from fun. us.
0: You're not far. Yeah, we're literally. You're in
2: Oregon,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. This is like like yeah, a like, we're a, West Coast like an girls. hour.
2: West Coast girls. We gotta oh, do it.
1: Okay, we're gonna make it happen, and we're gonna go Yay. soon
0: because I want I well, want some And Disney. you know what's actually really cool, Kelly? What? I haven't been to Disneyland. That's right. Since I was six years old, no, five oh, years wow. old. So all of this will be completely okay. New. We're going. That's it. We gotta get
1: <laughs> Tanya to fly. To yeah, airport, yeah. So the four of us can go. Can you
0: work on her, and
1: then I'll talk to her. We'll yeah. get us
0: in a group chat, and we'll yeah start sending dates. Yeah,
1: because I seriously, I I literally <laughs> could leave like in a week. Like I want to go so bad.
2: Like, that would be so much fun. All right, we'll make it
1: happen. Right. Yay! We're manifesting! Disney! Disney! Disney. I'm always happy when a Disney trip's on the. I know. On the right? Cards.
0: Well, thank you, Teresa, for making <laughs> her yes. day and our day. Thank you so much. Yes. And everybody, if you're not watching this, What the fuck? Go go over to YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) Hit the bell. Hit subscribe. You get to see us while we're chatting away with Teresa. It's a free way of helping your girls. And don't forget to go to our website. We have lots of fun freebies up there. Yes.
1: Go to the website, oursleevelifepodcast.com. And then also go to Patreon forward slash OSLP because you want to become a patron because there's so many benefits. Mm -hmm. And, like, you could have been watching this the whole time because patrons get it a week early. So, Mm -hmm. like hello do it Um, but yes and we thank you so much Teresa for being on we are so internally grateful that you shared your story with us and that you continue to share it with the whole community and everyone else out there we love you and we will see you next time bye bye Hey listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcasts. And don't forget to go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP for all your support needs.
0: That's right. And we even have our own website. So go over to oursleylivepodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, get that free ebook, and then don't forget to get your merch. And also we're on YouTube guys. So type in our name, hit that bell and hit subscribe. And you're going to see our lovely faces every single Tuesday. So thank you for listening to our sleep life podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.